Hello, everybody. Welcome to another Comic Source Comic Boom collaboration. Time for today's Spawn Daily. We're up to issue 43. Uh, much like yesterday, sort of a quicker issue. Um, Spawn barely shows up in this issue. Uh, and that's not to say it's not a good issue and it doesn't advance the momentum, uh, particularly in the, uh, in the, the storyline for Salmon Twitch. But as I said, there's just, there's not a lot of Al Simmons, there's not a lot of spawn in this particular issue. So let me go ahead and share my screen. Uh, really cool cover from Capullo and McFarlane. So we look at the first page, we see the credits, Todd McFarlane on story, Greg Capullo does the pencils, McFarlane on inks, Tom Orzakowski on letters. We have Brian Haverlin with Dan Kemp on colors and a special thanks to Dan, uh, Danny Mickey. There we see the... Um, the summary for issue 42 mentioned Spawn uh, escaping Curse's castle, meeting Pat Shaughnessy, the comic collecting superhero wannabe who pointed out the M on Spawn's costume and eventually saved the, the kids that were bullying him from Spawn's costume, became the hero, got asked out to the Sadie Hawkins dance by his crush. Uh, and we also saw that Sam and Twitch broke into Banks's office trying to figure out a link between him and the murder of Senator Jennings' daughter. And we also saw a real brief look in on Cygor, the cybernetic gorilla who's headed toward uh, New York. So I think I said last issue that Sam and Twitch had been fired. I, I, that was a mistake. They have not yet been fired, but uh, we'll see if they survive this issue. So issue starts off. We see Sam getting ready for work. Uh, he's worried about being late once again, because apparently he's promised Twitch that he wouldn't be late. Uh, but late he is. And when he shows up, he tries to play it off. Like he had a phone call, uh, important phone call to make. And Twitch makes a remark. Was it a 900 number? Because Twitch's pants are unzipped. So again, very, very 90s uh, reference there, 900 sex numbers. Uh, and uh, Sam's like, okay, you got me. I'm just running late. But tomorrow for sure, right? Which I think Twitch is smart enough to realize Sam's going to be late tomorrow too. He's just one of those guys. So as they're heading into the precinct, they're talking about the legwork that Twitch has done based on the information they found in the files in uh, Chief Banks's office checking career routes and it's clear that the chief was receiving kickbacks and bribes and has been for a really long time. It was all laundered through an account at Chase Manhattan Bank, uh, but haven't necessarily found that smoking gun yet. So uh, Sam mentions that, you know, a lot of the evidence that they're rediscovering is evidence that they already handed over to eternal affairs and then eternal affairs just swept under the carpet. So they really need some, you know, more concrete evidence that, that can't be ignored. And they realize what a, a vulnerable uh, position they're in. So when they arrive at the uh, parking lot for the police station, they're told by the, the police there that their parking privileges have been revoked. And uh, Twitch is all pissed off saying, what do you mean? The, the, the clerical department's always screwing things up. Just let us go park. And they're like, nah, it's out of our hands. Nothing we can do. So they end up having to park like eight blocks away and then walk in the snow, which really pisses off uh, Sam. He's he's in no mood, as you can imagine. And uh, when he gets to his office in this foul mood, he sees a guy going through his files and immediately says, what are you doing? Who told you you could go through my files? And we 
see a shadowy figure off panel say, well, I did. And it turns out that it's Chief Banks. And he, he basically comes right out and says the quiet part out loud. He's like, I couldn't fire you. I knew you guys were after me. I couldn't fire you so close to my internal affairs investigation because I didn't want to make it seem like your firing was an act of revenge, which it is. But I'm a patient man. I've waited long enough. And you two have done enough off the books investigations. I know you were after me, sloppy work. Uh, and so, yeah, now you're fired. And um, I promised I would do it. And now I have. What do you have to say for yourself? And and Twitch, again, very mild-mannered for the most part, but he basically points a gun, finger gun at, uh, at Chief Banks and says, you're dead. You know, we might be going down, but you're coming with us. And Banks is like, how dare you get out of here? I've left you with nothing, no medical, no pension, nothing. Uh, and he's, he's pretty proud of himself. So Sam and Twitch go to grab some lunch. Obviously, Twitch is pretty distraught, not in the mood to eat, but Sam always in the mood to eat. And they're trying to figure out what their next move is. Uh, Twitch is like, I don't know how I'm going to tell my wife and kids. And Sam is thinking, you know, what we really need to do is to get this information in, in front of people's faces, like we're in the court of public opinion, so to speak. So they decide that Twitch will reach out to some of his newspaper contacts and see if they can't get somebody willing to publish the story. But Twitch is skeptical because the, it would implicate so many powerful people. Like, are they going to be able to get the story out there and get it out quickly enough for a difference to be made? Meanwhile, for whatever reason, here, here's the few pages where we see Spawn show up. Now, last we saw him, he was contained in this costume. His body was still somewhat broken. It was referenced he was sort of like a scarecrow. His costume was what was keeping him together. Uh, and apparently he's, you know, supposedly he still has plenty of power, but for whatever reason, when we see him here, and it's fantastic artwork, beautiful color, all gray with only the cape in red and, and his eyes, it just barely creeps open there. Uh, but he, he appears dead for all intents and purposes. Uh, you know, no, no power left. Uh, and we're told that because of his nature, because he's a hell spawn and the evil that comes with that, he's attracting other life forms, but nocturnal life, dark life insects and whatnot um and they're all coming and sacrificing themselves and bringing him nourishment and strength and giving the gift of their energy and then as he gains more energy he's attracting larger and larger forms of life and to the point where eventually we see a wolf heading over there and he, again he's he's healing he's gathering this energy I, I but i just don't know like what how did he get to this point why is he under this tree that's the part we haven't seen. So I don't know if we're going to do a flashback at some point to find out how he got here uh, or what. But as he's in this sort of dreamlike state with these creatures that are, you know, traditionally thought of as evil wolves and insects and snakes and whatnot, he, he is dreaming in a way. He's remembering, of course, his wife, Wanda. He's thinking back to a particular birthday that she had where he showed up late uh, and then took a phone call and had to go back to work and she was mad and shattered a mirror. Uh, but really it was all a setup because uh, what he did was then snuck in the back door and uh, presented her with a puppy that was her present. And then he's there hiding in the shower with roses. So apparently the dog was at the neighbor's house. So he had somebody call him. He had clothes in the puppy over at the neighbor's house. 
went over there, snuck in the back door, put the puppy in the bathroom, hid in the shower. And then Wanda was so excited about the puppy. She didn't want to leave it. They ended up just taking a bath and spending a nice quiet time uh, alone. And again, I'm not sure why it's a pleasant memory and a, you know, a good night and definitely shows the love they have for each other. But in a way, Al Simmons is really, really torturing himself, but maybe, maybe he can't help it. You know, maybe he can't help in, in the state that he's in. So meanwhile, we see Sam and Twitch meet with Sam's contact at press. He's reluctant just because of how many big names are. He's like, this might be too big for us. You know, it's going after the CIA in a way, you know, I don't want to get killed. And so Sam's like, well, if you want the story, we'll take it to somebody else. And uh, that, that convinces the reporter to, to go ahead and try. He'll do his best. So uh, we then check back in with Spawn, and it does seem, based on that full-page spread there from Capullo, that he has gathered enough energy, uh, has enough of Hell's children, as they're called, that come and are ready to give some of their life force that he's apparently healed. Again, I, I love these pages, like the silvery coloring of them. It really stresses the starlight and the moonlight and you know everything's like black and white with just some some splashes of red uh, in grayscale. It's just beautifully done by uh, by Capullo, and give credit to Brian Haverlin on the colors as well. So meanwhile, uh, this reporter has gone to his editor. He's given him the whole story, but just like the reporter feared, first thing the editor does once he gets the reporter out of his room is he calls his contacts who then call their contacts and eventually it gets passed up the chain until he's talking on the phone with Jason Wynn. Uh, so Jason Wynn uh, uses the code word meltdown and does exactly what I had talked about Jason Wynn doing many times previous to this, right? When uh, Chief Banks was calling him and, and, you know, saying, Hey, people know things. So these two cops that work for me, know things, the spawn guy seemingly knows things like Jason Wynn says, you know, remove all traces, remove all connections between us and Chief Banks, you know, loop everything back around, make everything, we're going to use him as a scapegoat, you know, make it look like he was the only one involved. So Jason Wynn has just, you know, isolated himself, insulated himself, and all Chief Banks has done is uh, by firing Sam and Twitch, by uh, being weak, basically, is sealed his own fate in a lot of ways. Um, I will, I do want to point out that the look on Jason Wynn's face, the, the detail in his face, the cigar, the smoke, the malevolence is all done really, really well by, uh, by Capullo. So sure enough, the next day, Daily Tribune, killer, uh, kid killer linked to police chief. And that leads the chief to just kind of barricade himself in his office, ignore all phone calls, sit in there, smoke and drink, and not even taking calls from his wife. Um, Supposedly, he had a couple of friends who would always have backed his play, no matter what, even though a lot of the others like Jason Wynn won't take his calls. He did have a couple of guys that uh, were, were the, you know, old, old friends, uh, and they uh, were, went on a uh, fishing trip, a deep sea fishing trip, and they have not been heard from since. There was a boating accident and they've disappeared. So, again... Win used that code word meltdown. So anybody who's a link, anybody who can, you know, corroborate Chief Banks' story, because Banks is going to start trying to point fingers at other people. Uh, they've given Banks no outs. He's he's a man alone at this point. So uh, we do get a page of our three talking heads. 
And they're basically talking about the corruption in the police department and how Banks has been linked to the killing of this little girl, um, uh, Amanda Jennings, the the, uh, the daughter of, of Senator Jennings, who was a political opponent of the president. So, yeah, it, it, it's not looking good for, for Banks at this point. So he's even uh, looking outside his police station, his precinct house, down on the steps. There's reporters and, you know, they smell the blood in the water. And then a couple of federal agents show up uh, to ask questions uh, as well, based on the fact that uh, this newspaper report has come out. Uh, and once again, I do want to point out a particular panel there uh, because it's, it's fantastic lighting, right? It's beautiful lighting. I mean, great line work as well by Capullo. A little more color than this, the pages that we saw spawn with the silver light and the black and white, but um, it, it's a very good panel to illustrate the desperation of Chief Banks how alone he is, you know, he's being lit from below. It's just, it's just, again, a fantastic page. You know, he's looking out down to the front of his precinct where all these television cameras are, and that's where the light's coming from. And Capullo recognizes that and draws it uh, in that way. And it's, it's, uh, it's fantastic. So uh, as these federal agents approach the office of Chief Banks, he does exactly what you uh, expect him to. He, he puts out a cigarette, reaches for the ammo, he pulls out his gun, and uh, he takes care of business himself. And we are told another black rose blooms in hell tonight. So if Sam and Twitch thought that by um, you know releasing this information to the press that Chief Banks would pay, well, they're right in a way, but the buck is certainly stopping with with Chief Banks, you know, uh, Jason Wynn wasn't about to let it come back on him. And it's sort of exactly what you would uh, expect. So in a way, it's bad news for Spawn. It's bad news for Al Simmons. He's not going to be able to link anything to Jason Wynn. There's not going to be any, you know, investigations that go in any further because all the evidence, all the trails all just loop back onto uh, Chief Banks. So Unfortunate in a way, but not unexpected. Uh, as far as the art goes in the book, like I said, really, really good stuff. Some of the cleanest McFarlane Capullo art, or Capullo McFarlane art we've had in a while. Uh, I mean, th this issue to me looks like you know classic Capullo McFarlane. Again, that McFarlane influence on Capullo to make the uh, the characters a little more exaggerated, both with facial features and their anatomy. Um, and then the beautiful color work of Brian Haberlin and and great line work of uh, of Capullo here, making it look creepy and uh, and cold. There's a feeling of of cold because of the silvery light of the moon and and whatnot. So uh, interesting story, interesting issue, being that we get so little of uh, of Spawn in it, but uh, but really enjoyed it. So. Yeah, we'll see what the, the fallout is from the death of Chief Banks. Haven't seen The Violator in just a little bit now. Haven't seen Terry Fitzgerald in a little, little bit either. Um, so we'll have to see how that all plays out. We know Wanda had the cough. We know Sigor is still headed to New York. Where's he at? Haven't seen him. Didn't see him this issue. So still a lot going on. Uh, I was nitpicking a little bit last issue about some of these stories going on too long. Looks like we have the resolution, at least of the Chief Banks part of the story. Uh, like I said, how that plays out with Jason Wynn, if Sam and Twitch, um, you know, they know that 
there's more to this than just chief banks. So when they look at how everything gets blamed on banks, will they continue pursuing it? Will they reach out to spawn? Will they tr- then turn their attention to spawn? A lot of unknowns when it comes to Sam and Church. First of all, they're going to get their job back, right? Are they going to open up a private detective agency? They're just going to investigate on their own. Like a lot of questions to still be answered with them. So again, really enjoyable issue, especially those of those silvery Capullo pages, beautiful color work by Brian Haberlin. Uh, And that's going to do it for this issue. So hope you guys enjoyed it, everybody. Hope you're enjoying Daily Spawn. Don't forget to be sure that you subscribe to the Comic Boom YouTube channel, Comic Space Boom, exclamation point. Ring the notification bell so you know when Rocky puts out new content. Hopefully he's going to be back doing spawns with me soon. I think uh, he's he has some time now, but it, now he just he's like almost twenty issues behind that he has to to read and get caught up. So uh, anyway, don't forget if you do check us out on YouTube, but you haven't subscribed to the uh, the Comic Source Audio Only, just go to your favorite podcasting app or podcasting platform and do a search for the Comic Source and subscribe there, so you don't miss out on any, uh, any of our interviews. Uh, I've had some really great ones lately, Jerry Conway, Christopher Priest. Uh, it's been fantastic talking to those guys. So definitely go check those out. Tell your friends. Uh, we really want to continue growing our listenership here at the Comic Source, and we appreciate uh, you guys sharing on social media and, and word of mouth is is fantastic uh, for podcasts. So again, appreciate the support as always, and we'll talk to you next time. You can find the Comic Source Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or whichever podcasting app you prefer. Please tell all your friends about us, subscribe, and rate us. The ratings really help with our visibility and our ability to reach new listeners, especially five-star reviews on Apple. Also be sure to visit us at lrmonline.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover all our other great pop culture content. If you want to email us, the email address is thecomicsourceblog at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash thecomicsource. Do a search for The Comic Source on Facebook and Instagram to follow us on those social platforms. All three spots are great places to find out when we release new episodes, as well as follow all our convention coverage. So once again, we want to thank everyone for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.